Welcome everybody to another episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Today we got a treat for you. A number of months ago, we held a Preeminent Producer uh, Mastermind event in Las Vegas where all the coaches presented and it was a great time. What I've done today is we want to give you access to some pieces of a presentation that one of our coaches did, Christian Wright, on the process, the methodology, the tools, strategies used to take someone from prospect into client. So we've pieced some pieces of this, this presentation, uh, the full presentation, about an hour and a half. We've pieced this together, so it's about 20 minutes. Uh, but definitely worth listening to. Get a pen and paper, take lots of notes, because there's some really valuable pieces of gold in what you're about to hear. So let's do this. Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics, sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive in. What we do, I should say, is we have producer meetings twice a week, um, just to lay it out. We, um, we do role play. So if there's a type of an account that we want to go after, say someone said uh, construction, so it's a contractor, we do our homework before and then we actually role play. We, even seasons producers, they act as, you know, they may act as the customer or the client uh, or they may be the actual producer if they're going out on this. So we do uh, actively uh, practice what we preach so that when we're out, we're less likely to get tripped up. But this is the question we always ask is why us? Why us and not them? Why us and not that other agency? Now, I am super excited to have what Matt talked about today in our quiver um, because, you know, coverage gaps. I mean, you, you can't argue that it is what it is. And someone said, well, what if they come back and they give the agent another shot? And you had a great comeback. I was sitting there thinking, well, you need to have more than two or three or four coverage gaps. Not necessarily that you want to give them away, but if it's not that, it should be another arrow, another punch to the gut that you can throw at that client so that they realize um, I'm with the wrong agent and I want you and I don't want them. So that's the number one question. The first meeting, we want to break up. So I wasn't good on dates. Um <laughs> But anyway, that, that's what we want to do. We want to go into that meeting, having practiced, have at least 10 to 20 arrows in our quiver. may sound like a lot, but when you do this, you'll very quickly realize that that prospect is either glazing over or whatever you think is important, isn't important to them. Move on. It's not that big of a deal. There are plenty of things that you can tell them and share with them as to why they need you and not their current agent. And you want them to realize this. Obviously, don't... I mean, if you tell a client, what do you mean? This isn't important to you? Are you stupid? No, I mean, you don't do that. But there are things that may be important to you, but not them. 
So how do we get that so that that first meeting to be so impactful? I said we practice, practice, practice. We research. We find out a lot of information now that I didn't have when I first started. And I was going door to door and, you know, writing down names on trucks and all kinds of things. Now you can get on the Internet and get a lot of information. So what we do is we strategize. We strategize, okay, this contractor, we know they're a contractor, obviously. We can tell they have 25 power units. We can tell they probably have 55 employees. They do X amount in sales. Um, we know what we think is going to be important to them. Um, so what we want to do is tee it up. We want to plant that seed early on. And we use, which I think was exciting to Jerry, we use uh, electronic drip campaigns. Now, the, the obviously, I'm, I'm not a marketer. I went to school. I went to UVA to be an architect and ended up in insurance. So that's what you got. Um, but the reality is there are a lot of companies out there that you can speak with. Um, we happen to use one, and I don't get anything from them, but we're using Agency Revolution. Um, it's an easy platform. It speaks directly with our applied EPIC system. Um, and it allows us to actually communicate with very simple uh, uh, ways of doing things with our clients. So they automatically get a birthday email. They automatically get a welcome to the agency. They automatically get, you know, certain emails throughout the year they're going to get. We touch them a lot. And in COVID, that was just that that kept our retention up in the 90s. Now, there's Levitate, which is another one. They're probably all from California. That's where <laughs> You know, you all come from. But anyway, um, you know, Levitate's a competitor of Agency Revolution. Whatever floats your boat, whatever you like from a cost standpoint and ease of doing business, I would suggest looking into that. I found that I don't know what operating systems you're on, but our, but the applied Epic system, we went to that years ago. And the, what I like about Agency Revolution is it actually gets into the system, into the nitty gritty uh, better than any other email campaign uh, software. So anyway, so what we do is we tee it up. We know that we can get the client's email, even if it's a prospective client and 300 days prior to their renewal date, they get this email and it comes out and it talks about free legal um, business advice and accounting. Okay. So it's nice that we can say that, but here's the thing. Can we follow through on that promise? Without business, sure, we can't. So this hits the prospective client's inbox. Then we have another one that comes out. And these days we change, but this is one for contractors where we're talking about free safety assessments. Hopefully you all know about all this stuff through business, sure. But if not, I'm sure you can talk to Jerry about that. Um, 180 days prior to, we do a claims review. Okay. So they're getting this email talking about workers' compensation claims and how we do it the right way. Some of these, by the way, I think in the, this one has an embedded video because it says click on the image to the right. So when the client touches that, it goes through a nice video that Businessure put together for us to explain that process. So we're planting that seed. We're getting this information out to this pr prospective client and we remind them and come back to it later on when we see them. 
and then it's in our proposal. And I think that's the that's the secret sauce I wanted to show you. This is about talking about an experience mod review. Some of this stuff you guys have heard about, and I'll be quite honest, local agents, the big boys, the big agents, I mean, they all say they do these things, but I don't know about you. I don't think they do. Because when we're talking to clients and we win a client, we don't lose a client because we actually do it. And that sounds cocky, but that's the absolute truth. What I'm talking about now is just the email campaign, but I'll get to, I don't, we don't follow up on every email. These are for all intents and purposes. These are solicitation emails, kind of planting that seed in the prospective client, not our clients, but in our prospective clients of what it is that we do. Okay. We just want them to, to see what we do instead of just telling them. So we're not following up unless we get a call from them. And that, that has happened. Hey, I didn't know you'd do this. Can you help me out? The handbook review, that has been one of our biggest differentiators. And we we actually won an account that pays about 600000 in premium. To us, that's a nice size account, simply because we did an employee handbook review. They had just hired an attorney to do theirs. The attorney was not an employment practices attorney. We actually took this prospect's uh, handbook. So we had a meeting with the prospect, right? We're telling them this, we're coming back to it, which I'll get into our sales presentation. But anyway, and, uh, this, the, the lady said, well, we just had so-and-so do, do our handbook. Okay. That's wonderful. Would you mind if I can get a copy of it? Look, I'm sure there's, I'm sure they covered everything, but if I get back to you in a couple of days, I'm not going to charge anything. I just want to run it through. And she said, sure. So of course I get it. I'm on the phone. Alice, I got a big one right here. Um, need your help? I need this turned tomorrow. I told the client a couple of days. We turned it around within a day. And the response was just, wow. I saw the email. Wow. With an exclamation point. I was like, okay, that's cool. We ended up winning the account, but that set the stage for the type of service that they could expect from us. So anyway, handbook review. Okay. And then... I don't know. These are all just solicitation. This one's a 45 days prior to, by this point we will have reached out to the prospect. So we're sending these. I said, I think I started, we started this like 200 and some days prior to. So about 90 days out the old 90, 90 to 120 days, we're calling the prospect. Okay. But even if they're not interested, they're still getting these emails because they can always opt out. Okay. So we call for the appointment we get them to realize that they're being underserved and that we are their superhero. Okay. So that's just kind of in general, the process. Um, if we don't get the BOR on the first appointment, we will do a proposal. Um, it was mentioned several times this morning. It'll probably be mentioned this afternoon. Getting a broker of record letter is obviously the preferred method uh, because by the time you input everything, as you all know, go out to market the reality is that nine times out of 10, they're with the right insurance company. Okay. They're with the right thoroughbred. They just need a different jockey. And that we do tell our prospective clients. You're with the right insurance company. You just need a better jockey. And the first thing we obviously have to be careful of is do we represent that carrier? You know, we don't represent Cincinnati. We represent a lot of their competitors. So we have one I'm working on now 
I would have asked for the BOR, but we don't have Cincinnati. So we are going out to market. So when we do go out to market, um, we obviously come back with a proposal. These are just screenshots of pages from our proposal that I talked to Jerry about and thought it would be a good idea to include as examples. Um, the nice thing about this group today and tomorrow and hopefully after this is it is intimate and we, I don't think we're in each other's backyard. So I would like to hear from you all if you do something differently. Maybe we can improve, but this is just ours and how we do it. So in our proposal, uh, we have found that some clients are very visual, some are not. But those that are visual appreciate understanding what it is that we do, what we do behind the scenes. Their current broker probably has never told them what they do. So the default is you, I see you once a year, you take my premium dollars and I call you if I have a claim. Okay. That's not, we know that's not the truth. So we actually give them this visual roadmap. Our visual roadmap happens to be in the shape of a W because we're right Gardner with a W. Um, we started out with the consulting piece. That's the critical piece. Consulting meaning businesser. Okay. So we actually sit with a prospect and say, these are the things we do. And immediately we talk about consulting. And then I say, hold on, we're going to get to that. But the other things we do, and we have times on here, we do a policy review, we do different analyses, so forth and so on. Um, when we get to this point, this is just the minimum expectations of, of being in the game. I mean, every agency should be doing a marketing analysis. Every agency should be doing a claims analysis. I mean, those are the minimum expectations. So if you're fortunate enough to have a client who doesn't understand that from their, that their agents doing that, then great. You're going to probably win them right off of that. But if they are doing it, it comes back to the differentiator being the consulting piece. Okay. Christian, just a quick clarification. This visual that you're giving them in that discussion, this is happening at that first meeting. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And if I heard you earlier, you guys, you go for the kill at that first yes. meeting. If we go through our database, we may already know who they're insured with. So if we know that we represent them, bam, we're, we're going right for that BOR. But again, the prospect has to have a reason to leave. Okay. Without you insulting them, they have to know back to that main question, why us and not them? They already made the decision to be with that other agency. So we got to work fast during that first meeting. Okay. And one more real quick. At this point, they've received a half a dozen or more. Correct. Do they acknowledge it? Do they bring that up? They have. Yeah. I mean, there, there have been times where they absolutely have. Uh, as I said, also what we see a lot of is when we get to like the employee handbook, the uh, even the free legal advice, and they actually watch that, they're calling. I didn't know you all did this. Yeah. Producers hate to lose business. If you're a good producer, you just hate it. It's just part of your being, right? But you also need to look at it from a business standpoint. If you have someone that is just shopping you every single year, the reality is and this may get you upset, they don't appreciate you. They just don't. And they sure as hell don't appreciate the people that are actually going to price their insurance for them. So they're not getting the best deal. So the way we politely break up with people is, look, you know, we spend a lot of time and effort doing this, blah, blah, blah. Um, quite frankly, it may be best if you 
move towards, and we typically refer them to another agency and give them a name, someone we don't like or someone we do like, but, <laughs> uh, and say, look, I, I, I look, I'm, I'm just trying to be honest with you. And, and, and I just want you to know that we spend a lot of time and effort and we're not always going to be the lowest. It's the fact of life. So if we're not the lowest, you're telling me you're going to move from me and just have those real conversations with them. That's I think you have to be careful when you ask for a broker of record letter right. that, and what I mean by that is you, you should feel very confident in, that, that you've addressed and that that client wants to do business with you. You've addressed why they want to do business with you. And they want to do business with you. So asking for that broker of record letter is, is sealing the deal. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Why we, we seem to be successful at that is we're again, very transparent. Look, if you sign this, if you appoint me as your agent, we'll get to work. Here's the thing. Your agent is going to get all the commission that they even haven't earned for the rest of the year. They're getting it. Okay. We're not taking their money from them. So before they come bouncing in here and telling you that, that's the fact, okay? We need to be your agent to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, okay? That's why, and we're, again, we're, again, honest. You are signing us as your agent. You are staying with the same insurance company carrier, but we are now your jockey, and we're going to lead you through the finish line. Next year... If you stay with us and, you know, we get paid on it. And upon renewal, prior to renewal, part of our service promise is we will check the market. We will check the market for you. And I'm sorry, I'm keeping, but we also tell them, look, we're not going to go to the same carriers every year. We practice what we preach and say, look, we'll go to three or four insurance companies. Okay. Each year we'll do that. So you don't have to worry about it. Okay. And we're going to present to you whatever we get back. Very transparent. <clears throat> but we're not going to go to 10 or 15 companies every year because this is how it can hurt you when we go through the same speech I just gave. This is also why you don't need to call any other agents and have them go through 10 or 15 companies. Because again, our job, our, you're hurting yourself. And ultimately, and this, this is a little gold nugget that works for us. Our job... Our job is to make you look really good to the underwriters. Now we got to be honest, but we're going to do all this work to make you look really good. And I think when, when at least our experience has been when they get that, you know, they sure. The other thing to remember, I think is if you're in to see a client, there's a reason you're in there. And I think a lot of producers don't give themselves enough credit as to why you just got invited in to see this prospect. Cause it's really simple to hang up the phone. It's really simple to say, no, it's simple to not read an email. But so if you've got an appointment with a, with a prospective client, there's a reason you're there. And I think sometimes we fail ourselves and not find the reason why it could be price. <clears throat> it's probably because they haven't heard from their agent. Maybe they've heard, they've heard something great about you. Maybe, you know, maybe one of those emails made a difference. So I just would put that out there, you know, give yourself a lot of credit that you're there. Just find out why. And then you can you leverage that to hopefully become their agent. 
All right, hope you took lots of notes. And once again, as we continue to harp on the topic of implement, you got to implement what you learn, and I hope you do that as well. If you enjoyed today's episode, definitely make sure you leave a review, give us a like, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. And uh, we look forward to continuing to bring you value and content uh, throughout this podcast. So until next time, guys, we will see you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.